0: Welcome to another episode of Words with Walner. We are in episode nine, can you believe it? I can't. And by the way, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year And, and Happy you. New
1: Year to everyone here that's helping out with Words with Walner.
0: Excited to be here, I can't believe it's nine either. Of course, we have a special guest here today as well. Kristen Claddis is with us today and Kristen has a big announcement this month. We, she became partner of the Walner Law yes. Firm. And so yes. we're excited uh, for Kristen and um, we, with Kristen being here, we'd love to know more about that and more about your journey to the Walner Law Firm. Um, Kristen, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you got started. Where would you go to school, um, and how did you end up with John Walner at sure. Walner Law?
2: Um, I went to law school at Thomas Cooley in Lansing, Michigan. Graduated in two thousand six. Um, I started at Walners in 2003. I was an intern there um, for about three years, those three summers. And when I graduated, I then um, was given and offered a position by John. Um, but how I know John and how I know the Walner Law Firm is through my mom, who was there for 56 years as the office manager. So me kind of growing up there and going to visit her um, you know, I've I've always known that I wanted to get into this and wanted to be in law, um, but having that um, availability, I should say, has been great, and so that's how I you know got into working with John, and it brought us here twenty years later. <laughs>
0: wow, twenty years.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a you know our, our firm was started in 1961 by my father Harvey Walner, and. Kristen's mom, Josephine, came and started working, I think, in 1968 for, uh, for Rosner and Walner, was called back in 1961, before it was Walner Law in 1973, or Harvey L. Walner Associates Limited. So, you know, going to my dad's office and helping out on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday, ever since I was about nine years old, and then Kristen and her sister Danielle also came to the office and... Kristen's uncle, Johnny Rizzo worked in the office and it's, it's like a, we, we all grew up together, you know, helping the, you know, the people in Chicago that were the victims of, you know, people's negligence. So we, you know, we all worked together as a family to with each other and to help those in the community that were so wrongly injured by the fault of others. So you know, having Kristen by my side through all these years is is exciting. And it's illuminating because she has different perspectives on how to handle cases and how to handle our ploys and work together to achieve a common goal. And we bring different, you know, energy and approaches. And we it's it's a symbiotic relationship that works. Although you know, you you may fight or disagree on how to handle you know business or clients. We do agree that we work for you. We work for the clients. And that is our main goal: is to produce the best results for our clients. But to do it in, a, you know, through family and knowing each other for so long, like the clients getting our relationship since we were kids. You know, we've known each other basically our whole lives, and of course, I've known Kristen's mom my whole life. Yeah. So we we bring that dynamic to. Our clients, which I think differentiates from all other firms in Chicago. It's a family
0: affair. Absolutely,
1: yes. is, our is family family, your family, right? <laughs> yes. That's great. So yeah. we're lucky. So
2: we lucky have a bond
1: yeah. <laughs> for good or bad. Yeah.
0: Well, Kristen, your area of expertise is medical mal- malpractice. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and um, what? Uh, how'd you get started and sure. with that and.
2: So when I first started, um, there was another attorney there, Shelby Canarish, and um, I worked under him and he took a lot of the medical malpractice cases in. Um, so new calls that would come in, you know, consultations, things like that. Um, so he kind of taught me how to bring those cases in, um, how to answer, you know, certain questions that the clients had, um, how to ask the correct questions to see if it is a case and to see if we do want the client, um, you know, to come on board. So I think in doing, you know, kind of helping him then taught me what I need to do and how I need to kind of gear, um, you know, to bring those cases in. Um, And he also introduced me to other law firms and other connections that we have been working with now for 15
1: years. You know, Kristen and I, we both have had the benefit of uh, working for other people that are experts in the field, and Shelby started our firm in 1973, and, and of course, Annette Penhasek, Bruce Goodhart, Sandra Vanderkouter, Kathleen Reynolds were all people that were, you know, top trial lawyers that worked at Harvey L. Walner Associates Limited that brought their experience and handed it down to, to us who were younger than them. And, you know, we, we've had a significant amount of trial work at, at Walner Law and, we have developed a coterie of experts in all aspects of medical malpractice that have been developed through many trial lawyers that have, had have wor- that have worked at our firm from Bruce Cudart, Shelby Canaris, Kathleen Reynolds, and Upinhasa, and Sandra Vandercutter, and on down. Uh, through it, also Jeff Johnson, these are all in Bennett Baker. These are all big-time trial lawyers in Chicago that have gained the experience working at Walner Law, and trying these cases, and through. These trial lawyers and and networking throughout the United States and going to conferences and trial lawyer conferences throughout the United States, we have met the top orthopedic surgeons, neurologists, neurosurgeons who have helped us evaluate our cases. And Kristen meets with these experts, and she goes, obviously, throughout the United States to our National Trial Lawyers Conventions and our AAJ Conventions and meets with these doctors and and gains insight into what they're doing, what cutting-edge research they're doing in their business to bring their expertise and their knowledge to our cases. And and we're blessed to have them on our side and it's only done throughout 30 or 40 years of building and nurturing these relationships and we continue that to this day on behalf of our clients both in nursing home cases and medical malpractice cases.
0: Tell us more about a particular case that you were able to help an individual out um, with medical malpractice and The one that, you know, it could be, or a couple cases that really come to mind that were just really egregious and that you really helped that person.
2: So if I can, I wanna talk more about a personal injury case.
0: Okay, Um, do that that, too.
2: That I helped um, and it dealt with a wrongful death. And there were two people that were injured. It was a wrongful death, husband and wife. Um, The husband had passed away and the wife was still alive. Um, And this was, still one of the one cases that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I still talk to my client. I call her once a month. Um, I talk to her over Christmas just to see how she was doing. Um, it was a horrible accident where the husband was driving, wife was the passenger, and they were T-boned by um, someone who failed to stop at a stop sign. And it was significant um, impact, significant damage. Um, unfortunately the husband, they were both taken by ambulance to the hospital, but the husband passed away five days later. Um, and the wife lived and thankfully recovered significantly. Um, she did have to leave her, their home that they lived in together because emotionally she couldn't stay there. Um, so she's in a nursing home and I, have visited her and not in the nursing home. I'm sorry. It's a retirement home. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like to call it that. So um, it's a retirement home, and I've, I've gone to visit her there. Um, she's very, very sweet. And this this case brought a ton of insight into um, trial work because we were going to trial uh, versus, you know, not going to trial and settling the case um, and then filing petitions and wrongful death matters and then going to probate. I mean, there's so many different aspects when, it, when you're dealing with a wrongful death case that it's not just... We're settled and we're done. There's so many different types of um, judges that you have to go before, and courts that you have to go before. So it brought a ton of insight for me personally in dealing with um, a personal injury case, but then also a wrongful death case. Dealing with heirs, you know, their children. They got married later in life, so they he had different children that I had to, you know, be very you know, sensitive about, um, with her not getting money and however it was, but it definitely is still a case that I hold near and dear to my heart. And the client, I, I, like I said, um, I'll always remember her and hold her, um, as one of my most favorite clients.
1: Every personal injury case is personal and it's, and it's personal to us and it's personal to the fabric of the family that we represent. In that particular case, we have, a um it was an interesting dynamic we had the wife was really taking care of of this gentleman and they fell in love through you know the the caregiving and they got married in a corporate in a in a per, in and what happened in this situation is the the we're dealing with a family that was kind of broken because the the adult children of the of the um of our client who passed unfortunately weren't on speaking terms with the the wife, so we're dealing with things that we know about in our own family: divorce, stepchildren. Um, it, it was a hard dynamic to deal with because you have the the children in that situation. We had the children of our client who who, who lived. All at odds with his children, and we have a corporation that we're holding liable, a corporation, you, you know, uh, made a left-hand turn in front of our clients and obviously killed uh, the driver of our car, and now we're dealing with the health, welfare, and well-being of a, of a person that broke her neck, and the daughter and her children are trying to get money all different ways. It was sad, and we're moving residences and trying to get her healthy, and other people are trying to get her money. So that was a real-world Situation where th- throw away the law and the corporate's negligence and the and the misconduct and the horrendous misconduct in driving the car that day and ripping this family apart. It, it was more like let's settle this family down so we can concentrate on this case instead of people coming out of the woodwork demanding money and disparaging their not their stepmother is it, is that what you call uh, the the uh, wife of your father?
2: Yeah, stepmother. Yeah,
1: I get, and that that was. A real, uh, it was very hard emotionally for us, and obviously for them. That's what makes that case
0: a little bit so different. It comes, as, um, you know, very emotional. Obviously, right. you get you get um, you, be, you develop very personal relationships with your clients. Right. It sounds Absolutely. like, especially in that
1: in that in that situation when you're de- that was a, you know the first case we're dealing with the family members on both sides who who were previously married in, in their respective lives and, and then started and then had. Got married but didn't have children together, but they do have children with opposite needs. And you know, when when you pass away, who is the the rightful heirs and who's gonna get money from this case? And just I don't know if we want to talk about this case anymore, but these children did had not spoken to the father in ten years, and they were 20 20 years, and we had to find these heirs because we knew about them because our client told us that there was children of 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 the decedent, and we had to track them down through private investigators and social media. So the case t- turned out to to be like made for TV
2: yeah and you you do you have to be very sensitive, you know, to them and and the wife was not only dealing with the loss of her husband but then having to deal with a lawsuit.
1: And the children. Right. And his and, children. And his
2: children. So
1: And was, her children who wanted her money.
2: Yeah, there was just, there was so much that, you know, you had to really step back and say, I'm going to be a lawyer, but I'm also going to be your friend, and I'm going to hold your hand, and I'm going to help you, and, you know, I'm going to call you, and we're going to talk like adults. We didn't always talk about the case. We didn't always do right. that. We talked... I would just ask her how she's doing.
1: Kristen brings sensitivity to her clients because she is, you know, part of a loving family and extended family of aunts, uncles, and cousins. And they celebrate all their holidays and traditions together. And I've been part of it. I've been to, you know, Kristen's wedding and anniversaries and birthdays in her family and funerals, you know, sadly. So one of the reasons that Kristen's a partner here and a valued member of our family of Walner Law and 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 a dedicated trial attorney it's cuz she brings her wealth breadth of experience in you know just her family you know visiting loved ones in the hospital and seeing her family that i know her close to passing away from cancer and her her uncles passing away and and other family members struggling through certain things gives her a special knowledge of how to you know handle our clients. Besides litigating for them, you got to also be sensitive to where they come from, and that's why she's a valued asset to so Walner. Would be a valued asset to, to you when you you know hire our firm. This is who you get. You get a person that is cognizant of the emotions and struggles that you're having in your own family, what you've experienced. I think that Walner Law is an asset to you, and Kristen brings that experience, breadth of knowledge, and and knowledge of what could be going on in your family too and that's what makes our firm special Kristen coming aboard is an asset and benefit to you well you guys are small enough that you
0: that you can provide personalized service maybe more so than right anyone else that's
1: why i think Kristen will shine and that you know it's a continuing relationship that'll that'll go on for a long time and i and i and i think and i hope that the that if you're, you know, seeing this podcast or listening to us here today, that you 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 feel and hear that this is the truth. This is where we come from. This is our family together outside of the office, in the office, and we'll work for you and your family to bring you the best results possible.
2: Yeah, and I'm delighted, John, that you've given me that vote of confidence and naming me partner. This is something I've worked for forever, so.
0: The vote was close. Thank you. The vote was close. <laughs> it was,
1: the
0: vote between went, you it, and you? They went
1: like, you know, <laughs> you know, like we're seeing with McCarthy, he needed 15 votes to get the speakership. Chris Zoom, it, it was only one.
0: <laughs> it, was right. a, it was on the first ballot. Right. <laughs> Well, that is, it really is fantastic. And congratulations. Thank you. I do have a question, though, I'm going to ask each of you the same question, but I want you to answer it individually. Um, and we'll start with Kristen. Sure. Um, somebody calls you. And I would imagine the first qu- question that they say is, hey, Kristen, I think I might have a case. Mm-hmm. What are the questions you know that they're gonna that you're gonna ask them right off the bat, um, uh, even just to determine whether this is a case.
2: Sure. Are you talking about personal injury or medical malpractice?
0: We're gonna go with med mal with you and personal injury with John.
2: Sure. So my first question on a med mal case that I get in is, um, what is your current injury? So they have to be injured. Um, if they tell me, well, let me start by telling you what happened you know that could take hours you know cuz the those cases are complex so my first question is what's your injury once once we get that down then i work backwards and i'll say okay so you know, where, when did this happen? Was it an operation? Was it a procedure? Was it a failure to diagnose? Was it a failure to treat? You know, who is the doctor that's treating you or who was treating you? Um, how long had you been treating? When did this happen? When is a very, very important question because there's a statute of limitations. Mm. So when is, you know, when did this happen? Um, and then I, I kind of go from there. I ask them, Obviously, background information. Um, I ask them if they have records. If I need to get those records, because every med case we have to review records before we know if it's a case. Personal injury is a little bit different, and John will get into that. But um, for a med we need records to review. So we'll, you know,
0: medical records are really key. So if yes. anybody is going to call you, they got to make sure they have these. In, in hand so that they can share with you, then they would email them to you or something like that? Correct.
2: And if okay. they don't, um, I always follow up in an email and say, it was, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. I would love to work with you on this case. Um, if you have the records, please email them to me. If not, I can send them um, a medical authorization form so that we can get the records. Um, But mostly it's easier for the clients to get the records because once they see something from an attorney, it kind of (laughs) spirals. So usually it's easier for the client to get those records, and they can do that. Nowadays, everything is online. They have portals. Um, So, yeah, so we go from there, and then I do a follow-up call um, every 30 days with them. And we hope to get as many clients as we can in from those calls.
0: Great. And I, John, I was driving down the Dan Ryan. And I and out of nowhere this truck hits me, do I have a case?
1: You know what we've first, you know what we've talked about in the previous nine episodes is just because you're injured, you don't have a case. We've talked about this yeah. with all of our guests that you know who, who have been so grateful to, you know, we've been grateful that they've shared their time. And just as an addendum to what Kristen just talked about with us on medical malpractice, how does this injury affect your life? Like, do you just have a bruise because a doctor misplaced the IV in your arm, or did the doctor, you, you know, were you not secured in your bed and you fell out and you you had a little, you know, chip to your kneecap? Because medical malpractice cases are very expensive because we have to, to, in order to prove medical malpractice, is that some doctor had to have a deviation of the care that's ex, that that's recognized as a standard of care, in the Chicagoland area, what is the standard care? Did they breach that care? What is the injury? And so the in, because doctors caused that injury, right? Because the doctors charge so much money to review the records to see if another doctor may have deviated from the standard of acceptable care. That we have to—that our cases, unfortunately, you have to have an injury that is that is economically feasible. We've talked about this with many guests before. Like, what is it economically feasible for a law firm like Walner Law to take your case? And we are saying a significant permanent injury. What is a permanent injury? That is brain damage. That is a loss of a limb. That is nerve damage or you have failure to— to, to use your limb, it could be loss of eyesight, a, tra- a, a traumatic brain injury, death. but not, of course, death. And, and yeah. But we, we, in medical malpractice, unfortunately, you can't just do bumps and bruises or de minimis injuries. They have to be permanent. In fact, and how people say, well, what is my malpractice case worth? Say the doctor... What First, what is, what is, who are you in relationship to your family, to your job? Like, Are you unable to work for the rest of your life? Are you unable to care for your children? Are you unable to care for your adult, of, of your parents? All of these things matter to Walnut. Like, who are you? What does your injury represent to your life in general? These are all considerations we take before we take a medical malpractice case. We first have to understand the injury and how it affects your life, how it affects those that rely on you in your lifetime. So it's very complex in medical practice. You're putting so much money into it, and we're obviously, to win your case, we are hiring the finest experts in the United States, no matter where they are. Who is the leading expert for you to win your case? And of course, in gathering records, we the records, the cost of getting them are tremendous. And Walner Law does put all that money up. We will never let you put your money up. We will use our money. We'll fight for you if you are injured as a result of a doctor's malfeasance or negligence in treating you. We will put our money, our reputation, on the line to fight for you. And we we've talked, you know, a lot in our previous nine episodes about what you just mentioned, trucking accidents. And and the same is true just for medical malpractice or nursing home. Did someone, you know, breach their duty of care to you as a member of the road? And as a result of that breach, were you, were you severely injured Were calling you to have surgeries, a hospital, Medicare care, stay off of work, and not be a valued member of your family? And, and you're unable to work and pay the mortgage or pay the rent or pay for food. These take a toll on your family. And we've talked about this many times in, you know, our heart goes out to you. And uh, you know, when you when you're when you're a victim of someone's uh, negligence, so you know, Walner Law continues to fight for you. We continue to take your injury; per, it's personal to us, and we know it's personal to you. And we, and and we're glad that we have the opportunity to fight for you.
0: What's your last word on on Kristen?
1: Obviously, gratitude. We have to say, you know, we're grateful for Kristen and her family. We're grateful for her mother producing such a uh, go-getter daughter and her father you know, who brought such great values to Kristen. We're grateful that she's bringing her values, her acumen, her intelligence and her knowledge to to work alongside me and and our firm. And we're grateful. and We wish, you know, a, a great 2023 year for Kristen and her family and, you know, welcome aboard to a real ownership and partnership in uh, Walner Law. So gratitude is our is would be the number one word that I would describe this new relationship.
2: Thanks, John. That was very nice.
0: And Kristen, how about your last word with John Wallner?
2: Well, to John, I'm elated to be at the place where I'm at right now in my career. Um, I think, you know, as a female attorney, you know, we're a minority. And I've been working with men my whole life. Um, And to like I said before, I'm delighted that, you know, he's given me this vote of confidence to say that, you know, you have made something and you've done something. And I, you know, like he said, he's grateful for that. And I'm grateful to him, obviously, um, for coming in 20 years ago and him giving me this opportunity. I will never forget when I was transitioning from an intern to him giving me an offer. His question to me was. What are you going to do for this firm? Hmm. I remember yeah. him asking me that. Like, what what do you plan on doing, or what? Why do you want to be an attorney? Why do you want to be here? Kind of thing. Um, and I, I'll never forget that question. And I, my answer was to be the best attorney that I can, and to learn from everyone at the firm, which I have, um, and to be mentored, you know, by John and by everyone else. It's it's been it's been great, um, and I think. You know, like I said, you want to shatter that glass ceiling. I think what I've done so far, I've accomplished so far has been great. I'm very proud um, and I'm I'm happy, like I said, with John and grateful to John to be in this partnership now with You're him. You're
1: elated and I'm grateful?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> to related you. Elated and grateful. Yes. Here I'm, we go. I'm happy and I'm grateful to you yeah. for making me Here you go. a partner And for noticing, you know, my achievements and my accomplishments. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: 2023 is going to be a banner year. We're excited. We want to expand. Let's go. It's January 9th. And we're excited to, um, or it's January 11th. I'm sorry. And let's warm up January.
2: And we look forward to representing more clients, you know, bringing on more clients and to continue, um, you know, to represent our awesome clients that we have and to bring new clients on. I think that's That's a huge thing that we can do together.
0: Well, congratulations to both of you. And if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way? John?
1: Obviously, just go to our website, walnerlaw.com, and you can message me directly or just call 312 8 million, ask for me, and I'll return your call. And we will have a, you know, we
0: could talk about any topic you want. That's great. All right, you guys, uh, thank you again for being here and being a part of the podcast. And uh, we will see you next month um, when we have a new podcast. It'll be episode 10,
1: if you believe <laughs> that.
0: And uh, so look forward to seeing everybody. And this is a family affair. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thanks, guys.